I mean, seriously, we came all the way to Victoria to Phillip Island and they cancelled your second race today. Yeah, well, they didn't cancel it. They just postponed it till tomorrow because everything else was running late, but it's still shit. May as well be cancelled given the weather forecast. Yeah, yeah, well, the rain wasn't looking too crash up. So, <laughs> anyway. But so far, so good. We got here in one piece. Relatively uh, uneventful trip down. Yep, it was a pretty good trip down. There was plenty of, plenty of roadkill. <laughs> Is that how you gauge a, a, no, no. a road trip? It just uh, it just brings me brings me. It was like a bit of a segue onto my oh. my next subject. You've, you've been pondering the roadkill. Yeah. So, I mean, Australians like to eat native animals. They like to eat what's on the national emblem and all that sort of stuff. Right. Kangaroo, emu, emu crocodile. That's where, kind of about it, though. Where, where would you like? What else would you have a go at if you if it was okay to? Seeing as they seem to be okay, right. nothing else does. Like, let's just. There's well, no they, endangered list. Yeah, okay. There's no endangered <laughs> list. So what would you like? Where would you keep going to? Is this just me experimenting, or someone telling me, mate, echidna, delicious? No, I'm just saying you. Like, would you have a crack at it? Like, you, you don't know what it's like. People are like, hey, it's alright. No, I I wouldn't bother eating something unless someone had sort of said, this is nice. All right, David said it's delicious. But... Where would you, where yeah, I'd taste it. You taste a kidna? I'd, I'd say no limits, man. No limits? You'd even eat a platypus? No, but uh, they're endangered. No, I said there's no endangered list. They're like Everything's right. off the endangered list. <laughs> so no... we're actually infested by platypus. We're, we're not infested, but... <laughs> it's, your, it's your national duty to eat a platypus. You can eat whatever you want. There's no legal reason why you're not allowed to eat something. I wouldn't have any moral issue with that. You'd eat a platypus? 100%. So you heard it here first. Alan would eat a platypus. What about a koala? But they're they're endangered. <laughs> you can't. No, no, no. <laughs> would you eat a koala? Koala, I'd hesitate. Really? Why? They'd probably taste like eucalyptus oil. Would that be a good thing or a bad thing? Nasty. Get your fucking hot. Like Vic- you- ah! It's like opening a tub of Vicks vapor up and saying you want to lick it. Like that's not going to happen. <laughs> I don't know if it would taste like. I don't reckon. I reckon a platypus well, would eat, taste gross too. Well, they eat a eucalyptus leaves, man. What do you think it's going to taste like? The same reason you taste taste like gravy but if you, someone ate you. You eat kangaroo and it doesn't taste like grass, does it? No, but grass. Well, no, it's, I'm just. Yeah, yeah, but grass doesn't have a strong odor either, like eucalyptus. Maybe I'm wrong. Prove me wrong. Koala could be delicious. Okay, if we ever see one on the side of the road that's freshly killed, one that's been caught in a bushfire, maybe we'll eat it. It's already roasted. <laughs> no, you're supposed to give their bottle of water, aren't you? <laughs> Every time I see that, it just looks like bullshit. Yeah. Like that didn't happen. Well, maybe. Too see, cynical, maybe. See, when when did Seven News start doing CGI? But hang on, you said this. You said this story was about roadkill. Well, it's, it was a segue. Because no, 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 I don't mean the type you stand on and ride. Because <laughs> that's the whole thing that people do as well. They'll stop by the road and oh, there's a fresh little wallaby there, and they'll take it home. I, I mean, to be fair, if you've just killed it and it's fresh. I don't see the problem with that. It's not like you went out hunting for it. And it's a bit wasteful to leave a dead bit of food on the side of the road. I mean, what, it was be, an accident. To be fair, if somebody pe- if somebody pegged a hamburger at you by accident and it hit your car <laughs> and it was still wrapped up and good to go, would you just go, oh, fuck it, eat it? Did you ever see the kids' movie Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs? No, I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. But the dude invents a machine that can turn water into food. Awesome. It goes a bit haywire, but mm-hmm. yeah, the first thing it does is drops... Big juicy fresh hamburgers from the sky. I'd be eating that shit. Yeah, Love well, it. I'd, I'd give it a go. Actually, 
and burgers, we just tried some burger flavoured twisties. Yeah, they're alright. Which is, again, I'm pretty suspicious. Oh. You don't like chicken twisties though, which is, which is mental. Well, they are good. They um, are good. But when they come up with these new flavours, is it just because they've gotten a hold of some flavour cheap or something? They call up the marketing department and say... I don't know. I th- what pisses me off too is when they do these really good flavours and then everyone loves yeah. them and then they just go, eh, not doing them anymore. What the fuck is with that? Like the kettle did those rosemary and sea salt chips and right. they were the bomb and they even, they even still have them on the side of their kettle trucks. Of the trucks that come around. I still got the picture. You can't get them anyway. And they were the best. <laughs> well, you create demand in your uh, consumer base. Oh, it's crazy. So if anybody's got any any leeway over kettle chips, get the rosemary sea salt back out, man. I was fucking craving them. They're the best. Yeah, but I think that's a good good sort of warning is don't get too addicted to those limited editions because mm. before you know it, they're gone. Yeah, or even not limited editions. I remember when it's we like, used to like hoopla's. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, well, they, that's because they don't make them anymore. They just stopped making them out of nowhere. Is that just because they were... No, they rich? were really fucking good. And yeah. they... I don't know. Why well, would they stop making something that was good and was making money? Well, we'll put it this way. When we realised that they weren't making any anymore, we went down to Woolworths Coles and we asked how many boxes of them they had. Oh, God. And he went out the back and he goes, I've got three, like, three cartons <laughs> of them on the pallet. And I said, we'll take all of them. You know, and the bloke looked at me like a maniac. And he goes, all right. And he went out the back. It was, we waited 20 minutes for him to get them off the bottom of this pallet. That, that's like your version of Chinese people buying all the baby formula. We, we bought all of You're like bribing the stock, man. I don't even have to bribe him. <laughs> In my mind, 100% you're but bribing him. You know what annoys me? If I'd have known <laughs> that they were never coming out ever again, I'd have bought more. So how many actual packets did you end up with? Oh, uh, well, there was eight in each box. Yeah. And we had three boxes. What is even a hoopla? What is, what is they're it? They're like hula hoops, English, but they're a bit tastier. They're nice, still not nice talking season. sense. Well, whatever. They're well, just like a, a savoury... Potato, but in a ring. But it's proper potato. Uh-huh. And it's just like a seasoning, like a salty seasoning. Or... I'm glad they're off the market. That's how shit. They were fucking... The... You've had them. You had them when we, went, when we did D&D. Really? Yeah, you have had them. You did like them. Saw you chomping that potato cake today, a la potato scallop. Yeah. Sorry, we're using the local lingo. <laughs> and that was, that looked pretty nasty. Yeah, I put too much chicken salt on it as well, but they got... Is the... there such a thing? But that, well, that chicken salt was garbage. It was, it was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, well, Master Foods chicken salt, they, they, they haven't mastered anything. Are we just going to kick off on all the things wrong with Victoria? <laughs> Is that what's happening now? No. There they go, all right. So we probably should mention too, if this sounds a bit weird, we're using these experimental... Um, experimental, like we just knocked them up in the lab. Oh, well, we're experimenting with them. <laughs> First time use. What, what do they call these types of microphones? Lapel mic. Yeah, you, you rub your fucking fingers over it like a spaz. So yeah, we're using these lapel mics because we're on the road. Yep. So they might sound a little bit dicky, but... Uh, Time will tell. It's a free podcast, so fuck you. <laughs> well you get what you pay for yeah uh, ain't that the truth so have we got any burger reports because we've not been I mean that's probably one thing we should look at we had we, I think the only burgers we've had or well, I've had this week was Macca's on the way down here so I've got a bit of a report because it was a new burger for me oh man we, we, we can't Macca's oh I guess it's a road trip Macca's it wasn't like we were like all these options and it's like McDonald's today <laughs> So it was just a quick, quick, quick stop for lunch, but I had a burger that I've never had from Macca's. I had an, an Angus bacon burger thing. You didn't look like you were enjoying it. it was, oh, look, first move was wiping the sauce off. They put stupid amount of fucking sauce on it. It was fucking. <laughs> I don't know why when you 
throw it into a burger and fucking sauce goes absolutely everywhere. And you're like, seriously, why have you gone so mental on with the sauce? Like, would try, you fu- try it with a big beard. It's like ten times worse. Yeah. Anyway, the burger. Look, the burger was okay. It was it was all right, but it. We, I also had a chicken and cheese burger, which Alan's never seen before. Yeah, I didn't know that was even a thing. Yeah. So to my untrained eye, it looked like a McChicken with cheese instead of lettuce. Yeah, it was pretty pretty much what it is. But they use a, a smaller bun. It's still the same patty. But right, it's it's more, kind of was like a cheeseburger. It's a cheeseburger bun, yeah. Yeah. So it's not the sesame seeds. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it's I like it. I've had it before. They're pretty the old tasty. chicken and cheese. Yeah. The it's double burger. Good. You did well. Yeah. You did a bang bang. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I mean, in McDonald's, we also, one thing that shits me, talking about, seems we stopped at this McDonald's, we were driving down, obviously I had a trailer on the back of me, 4B Ute, so we got to use, like, the caravan and truck stop car park, go to the last one in the road, because I thought that would be the one, easy one to exit, go to turn into it, and some pricks just parked his normal car in there, like, yeah. the fucking rest of the car park's empty, what the fuck <laughs> is wrong with you, you dick, like... Now I've had to fucking back my trailer up down the fucking car park like it's easy to do. Fucking idiot. But I, I think that's the classic thing that tends to be the, the common theme of what you see on a road trip. Just other drivers being selfish, right? Well, That's someone who hasn't even thought about anyone else in the world except their own little car. Yeah. I'm going to stick it here. I With- wish oh, there was enough room for me to park him in somewhere. And just leave my car fucking parked in the middle of the road, locked, so he couldn't get out. That would be the, the that would have been ultimate justice. And then when he's gone to move his car, he's like, "Can't get out." And I'm like, "Fuck you, can't." Yeah. You, you said ultimate justice, but I actually street justice. Street justice. Yeah, like, that's, that's what I call it. Same thing. I'm well, all about the street justice. My, my wife can detect it when I do it on the road. So, I think so, we've spoken about this on the podcast before, haven't we? <laughs> uh, maybe. Um, but a classic one is if you're on a freeway, someone's been going slow in the right lane. They get over. Sometimes I'll like deliberately pace them and make them get stuck behind someone else in the left lane. I, I do that with people that drive up my ass when I'm trying to overtake someone and then they come yeah. piling up my ass and they just drive like in my fucking boot. Oh, you block them? I'll just slow down and I'll just sit next to the other person next to me. You're a maniac. And I'm just like... But... Or the other thing that, I do... That, that's a classic example of your street justice. The other thing Where I you do, think you're right yeah, yeah. and you're like exacting a punishment. Yeah. So the other thing I do too... Which is a really cunt of a move, I must admit. I've only done it a couple of times, but oh, if they just won't fucking stop doing it, I'll pull right over to the right into the dirt and shit on the side of the road and just spray their car <laughs> with fucking stones and rocks and shit. Oh, jeez. But yeah, if, if I do that with the wife in the car, she just looks at me, gives me the daggers and is like... Oh, my missus encourages it. it. Stop it. Catherine's like, do it, do it. <laughs> nah, it's not, it's not worth it, man. Anyway. The person behind you could be friggin' psychopath. They obviously don't know they're dealing with one in front of them as well. I don't don't want to get mixed up in that. Anyway. Um, But the the burgers can be a blessing and a curse, though. I read a really great article, long-form article, talking about a place in the US that had been named the number one burger restaurant Mm. in the entire country. Right. So this food journalist had done the list, and they were number one. According to this journalist. Yeah. But the kind of unintended side effect of it was all of a sudden this massive influx of food tourists wanted to check this place out, right? Yep. It's like, you've named it number one. Let's go see what it's about. And it was, you know, small town, privately run operation. You had your loyal base of local customers. All of a sudden, boom, places filled with 
hundreds of these chumps were just there selfies you know instagram yeah all this nonsense so the people who have loved this place for years try to support it you can't even get in there and get a burger yeah the guy running the place so overworked and stressed could only keep it up for a few weeks man close the place <laughs> so number one burger restaurant and like a month later out of business like well, can't operate why didn't he put on more staff or open up a second shop or what the fuck expand yeah, but I mean, as a business, is that something that's going to carry on or is this just like a blip? I mean, would the quality of your product suffer if you started just smashing it out? You know what I mean? But it, what you do, right, is you tell all the locals, we can open up another joint. Have the secret one. Yeah. Slightly different name around the corner. All the people that work in here are going to go around there. I'm going to put on new staff to run the other one. That's a really then, crafty idea, actually. And then the tourists won't fucking know because they, they're all new to it. Yeah, yeah. They'll be like, oh, this burger's alright. It's pretty good. It's got to be the best. You could even probably sell that original restaurant to someone else who thinks they could make a go of it. Yeah. And just trade on the big name. But, see, it's the same as, like, when you're driving through places and they're like, oh, best pie in Australia or whatever like that. Yeah, it's like every town. <laughs> because they got named the best pie back in 1985. Yeah, yeah. And they're still trading off that fact from 30 fucking years ago that they won some pie award. And now their pies are fucking garbage. Yeah. Because there's a place in Kangaroo Valley that's like world's best pies. And it got voted world's best pies back in like 1993. I had one of their pies and it was fucking rank. Isn't there a bakery on each side of the river that makes the same claim? World's best pies? Possibly. Yeah, yeah. Um, So the story, the article was about the original journalist who made the list. Yeah. Going back out there to see them and see how they're going like 18 months later. And they're gone. They're still closed down. The dude's like depressed. Oh, fuck. It's the saddest story. And at its core was the fact that he produced what was essentially considered one of the best burgers in the country. And in the end, it was a curse. Well, I don't know. I mean, my opinion on that is it seems like it was going to be destined to fail at some stage because the dude was just, look, there's options. Why don't you use the options instead of getting all fucking... Depressed and sad and shit. Yeah, you, Look, maybe he had some other inner demons he was Well, biting, he was an older bloke biting. as well. So whether he was, you know, getting towards retirement perhaps and didn't have the, the up and go get him attitude to start up something fresh. But that would see then another reason. If it, look, just me spitballing. If he's close to retirement, just keep pounding away and try and sell that business. And mm. then leaves with a big fucking big... I think that was the sort of angle money full as of well. Po- was pocket the, full of money, not po- money full of pocket. He, he just wanted to make awesome food right he, he wasn't necessarily in it to make millions of dollars I think that's part of probably what got to him and um, the, the journalists felt quite an amount of guilt about it because yeah. instrumental in that happening and they did delve into the, that idea of the, the ethics of um, journalism but in particular food critique and restaurant reviews and that type of thing they brought up a few things like there's, there's food critics that will go and review a place but not actually say where it was mm. and part of that is you know it's like keeping your secret spot to yourself yeah you know you, you see the same thing with like tourist locations right <clears throat> if you've got a, a favorite beach somewhere that's tucked away it's quiet like you could get on the social media and tell the whole world yeah spread the word but if you think about it it could be canny and it's like well no maybe i just want to keep this to myself you know what i mean yeah, yeah. so real double-edged sword to it so, talking about that, so if you 
you've got your favourite joint, takeaway joint, burger joint, whatever the case might be. Kebabs for you. No, no, no. This, <laughs> I'm actually, this is going somewhere because it has okay. happened to me. Anyway, you got, and you, you go a little bit out of your way to go and get it whenever you're getting your takeaway. Right, you make that extra effort. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's worth it. It's, it's out of the way. <laughs> anyway, you've been doing it for a couple of years and then they fuck one of your orders up. Ooh. And because you've had, you haven't figured it out until you've gotten home because that's when you opened it up. Right. You're like, fuck me, I've been craving this for like two weeks. And then you've had it and they fucked it up and you're like, it's the biggest disappointment ever. That would be. So then you ring them up and their solution is, we'll come back tomorrow or something and we'll give you that that part of the order. Not, not the rest of it, just that part of the order free. So do over. Yeah. So but you've got to go out of your way to get yeah. out there. So you do that out of the hope that everything gets sorted out. So you go back there <laughs> and then they fuck the other part of your order up instead. Right. So this happened, happened to me. He's, oh, I'm not going to name them, but we drive all the way from Primby right up to well, those to, to, to Rogi. Right? Yeah, well, at that point, the first time, the first time, so we ordered chips and chicken salt. That's what we wanted, and bacon and egg roll, whatever it was. It wasn't anything special. Hang on, you're like driving half an hour to get. Yeah, yeah, that's how good chips. they were. Fucking hell. <laughs> anyway, they fucked it up. Rung them up. They're like, come back. We'll give you because the, they didn't give us chicken salt. There was there was just nothing on the chips whatsoever. And like, you can't get decent chicken <laughs> salt at home. You can only, like, anyway. So, no, no, that, that's really interesting because you can buy chicken salt in the supermarket, but it ain't. It's shit. It ain't chicken salt. Well, it's, well, it's like not, this crap they give us down here. It's Philip Island. That's not what they use in the fast food joints. No. They must have some sort of secret dip. <laughs> anyway, um, Alan's paused because I've just taken a band-aid off my foot and I've got a manky toe because I've fucking run it over with the Harley Davidson. That's not just a manky toe, that's the mankiest toe. <laughs> just a black toenail. Fuck. Come oh, on. it's all red and angry. And... No, it's the panther I put on this morning. Anyway. Anyway, going back to my story. So they fucked up the first part of the order. I no go, chicken salt. No chicken salt. So I ring them. For a takeaway store, that's like a cardinal sin. Yeah. So I rung them up and they're like, well, we'll give you free chips next time you come in. So we, we went back and I ordered another... So I bake in a roll, but I like mine with tomato sauce, just how I like them, and, and the chips and chicken salt. Yeah. Anyway, get home. Chips, how, how are the chips? Chips, great. Chips are good. <laughs> Bite into the bacon and egg roll. It has fucking barbecue sauce on it. And I hate barbecue sauce. I don't hate it, but I hate it on a bacon and egg roll. And I'm like, fuck me. He's <laughs> fucked up this now. So I'm rung him up and he's just like, oh, sorry about that. I'm just like, dude, I have to drive half an hour to come and get this shit. And you don't, and, and he's like, what do you want me to do? And I'm like, so I was like, you don't give a fuck, do you? And he's like, uh. and I'm just like, you know what? Fuck you, I'm never coming back there again. And I hung the phone up and I've not been back since. Had a principal and it pisses me off though because I fucking love the food. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's almost like um, getting betrayed by a lover, but like, you're still interested. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, you want to be over them, but you can't do it. Yeah. Uh, it's such a fine line with, with uh, restaurants like that, where it is a small mistake, but it's kind of like two in a row is the problem. Like if it, it had been like months apart and it happened again, I'd be like, ah, oh, well, you know what? Yeah, such I'll, a, I'll, I'll take those odds. It's such a small list of things to do, and like one of them is get the order right. Like that's food serving one hundred and one. Like that's when you're messing that up, something's not right. Yeah, and it's such a competitive market. Like there's a million different takeaway shops you can go to so pissing off your customers and 
not really giving a crap about it, man, it's probably not a winning strategy, right? Not, not really. Anyway. Distracted motherfucker. Oh, easily distracted. <laughs> so what else did you have on your list of topics, Alan? That's a shit segue. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I mean, when it, when it comes to poor, poor um, business practices, I have to wonder about YouTube. You know, you're watching the YouTube and you get the ads. I see a lot of ads for Vimeo, right? Do they, do they ever advertise like Netflix or anything like that as well? I'm see, sure that's, it happens. That's probably get, like, it's the same, same idea, right? Vimeo is a, a video streaming platform where you can upload your videos. Yep. So essentially a direct competitor to YouTube. Yeah, you can have an ad. Put it up. It's kind of like if you had commercial TV stations advertising on each other's channels. Yeah. Bizarre. Does that just prove that YouTube just makes shitloads of money and does, doesn't give a fuck? Maybe. Don't even... They don't care but about it. I mean, Foxtel advertise different platforms as well. I've seen like, on, uh, their, on like, in-between yeah. TV shows. Like but that's a slightly different channel like in the sense that one's terrestrial TV and the other one's you know cable provider I guess you call it so it's not that nuts or maybe it's just that anyone's money's good enough maybe Ooh. I don't know well good luck Vimeo hope it works out for you what is oh Vimeo is that shit one isn't it nobody mm. really uses it that much no it probably caters more towards um, professional video creators so they have features that let you um, do different types of publishing or um, more advanced analytics. Yeah. We, we use it a bit at work, so. Right, because I know that um, Andrew, um, a friend of mine that races with us, he mm. uses it to put it, upload his videos right. for, from racing, like with, and he uses all the, like he's got on the bottom of his video, he's got the lap times and, and the revs of his bike and if he's hitting the brake or the throttle and all that sort of bullshit. Is that part of the video though? He mashes it together from his right. um, from his. So um, I mean, you could still stuff. you could still upload that to YouTube, but yeah, probably. Um, I guess it's just seen as a little bit more professional. Yeah. Right, okay. Where I mean, everyone's seen YouTube and the shit you can see on YouTube. Yeah. The um, no such thing as a quality filter. No. When it comes to the YouTube, no, and that's that's there. the effect of making someone pay a nominal fee yep. to use a platform like Vimeo is that all of a sudden they're a bit more deliberate about whether they need that or if they're just uploading two and a half hours of vertical video from their smartphone oh, just for shits and giggles. It does annoy me when people upload the video with their iPhone and don't hold it the right way. <laughs> I, Which yeah. way is the right way? Do you hold it horizontal? When you're videoing, that's the way to do it, isn't it? So it comes up a proper Yeah, so sort of portrait is vertical. Yeah. Landscape is the horizontal, more traditional. So that's how you should, it. yeah, instead of the douchebags that hold it like that. But see, there's an argument that says if most people are watching it on their smartphone, then it doesn't matter because then they're already holding it portrait style and it's everyone watching it on a computer screen or a yeah, television. If they want to watch it widescreen on their phone. Yeah, they can rotate it. And then it goes... But if you imagine your um, mythical millennial sitting there scrolling, 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 like it's only going to be in portrait. Yeah. I personally, I think recording video in portrait is basically a war crime. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't think if if you want to do it properly, yeah, flip the phone and record it the way it's been done for the last so 100, are, 100 years. So are you effectively saying that millennial, millennials 
They're as bad as Nazis. That's a long, long stretch. But who knows? <laughs> <laughs> that actually reminds me. One, one of the uh, things we chatted about on the way down was was Nazi related. Which one? Which subject was this? The the, the age old moral dilemma. Of, oh, would you would you if if, if you could travel baby, in time? Yeah, would you kill Hitler? <laughs> would you murder baby? And Hallen's like no. He's he's all about the Hitler. It's not that I. But the you, you problem with you is Al. When you can bring you these hypotheticals, you've got two options. The option is kill him or don't kill him. That's the well, option. That's it. You didn't like that I had another solution. But you do, no. But that's not the option. It's a hypothetical question with two options, and you have to choose yeah, one. And I, I'm quite comfortable to say I would not murder an innocent baby, even if that baby was so Adolf Hitler. You are enabling three million people to get murdered. Well, I mean, the Holocaust was more, but... Well, whatever it was. Whatever it was. Well, when you get into the millions at that point, it's like, it's not that it doesn't matter, because of course it matters, but... I'm telling you... I, I <coughs> could, oh, baby. That was funny. I'm telling you, there's nothing that would make me want to murder a baby. Even that, if it was Hitler. What about if the baby had a little Hitler moustache <laughs> and was wearing the full SS uniform? What, just so there's no mistaken identity? No, I'm just... It doesn't make a difference. And it, Zeke called you when you walked into the room. No, what about no. if it's a three-year-old? At no. what age What age, uh, What age? age would you be like, yeah, I'd kill it? Oh, okay. Um, probably the time Hitler's doing Nazi shit, so probably... In the, so you, you in let the it happen first? You'd let him start murdering millions that's, of people that's first? That's why your scenario sucked, because I said... It's not my scenario, I didn't make this shit up. <laughs> no, but you restricted me to two choices... Murder the baby or don't. Mm. Um, I suggested a third way, which is you abduct the baby, give it a good life. But so you're still solving Hitler. Hitler doesn't go out there and do horrible stuff. It's still, and you haven't had to murder a baby. I mean, sure, mum and pup, Hitler are probably sad about it, but they would have been sad later anyway. All right, well, let me put they this hypothetical to you. They probably weren't proud parents. You don't have to kill Hitler, but you have to effectively help the person that is going to kill him so you don't actually do the murdering right. you just drive the murderer there or something well I, I press the button on the time machine no you, you have to you have to sort of be involved up until a point where you're like there's the front Ooh. door there's the front door I've driven you to the front door you go in and pop the pop the baby I don't want to see it I don't oh, want to be there you want to shoot the baby or whatever I'm just Brutal. Just a scenario. Or would you want me to bludgeon him to death? I don't think there's a. <laughs> well, I'm just using that as a scenario. And then the, the hitman goes in, boom, bullet through the head of the baby, and then he comes out, you get in the car, and you drive him away so he doesn't get caught. Would you do that? I'd be more inclined to do that, but I, don't, I still don't feel comfortable about it. So you're, you're, you're happy to enable. You know what? It's just as bad. Enabling I know, and helping. That's, that's why I'm happy. But you said yes, you said you'd do it. No, but I mean, my Fucking answer to hypocrite. you was. <laughs> no, no. I know that there's, there's a little baby sitting in the crib. I'm not going to be at it. Even with the foreknowledge of knowing what that might that baby might get up to, that would be tough, man. I, I, I wouldn't hesitate. Because at that point in time, that's an innocent little baby. But he hasn't done anything wrong. It, it's already evil. Maybe, we, maybe you've got to use the time machine more effectively. Maybe we stop Hitler's conception. Well, that's, I mean, that's a better use of it. Let's be honest. There's a lot, lots of different, different ways that it could play out that would be better just than murdering a fucking baby. Just jump, but, jump, jump through the window and say, pull out! <laughs> or, just before that, just straight up steel toe cap 
kicked to the balls. <laughs> so dad can't even have any babies ever. But the natural follow-on question to that is, even if you did, did take out Hitler, does that eliminate the chance that you know Germany kicks off World War Two, or is there still enough? You know, because well, obviously I mean, you know, there are other Germans involved. But it, once again, you're reading too much into a hypothetical question. I'm not killing the baby. I'm, I'm leaving it at that. Alan, Alan's quite happy with the course of action and millions of Jews getting murdered. But so. that wasn't the question. No, well, that's what you're saying. You're saying that's a, a flow-on effect. You know, you know that's the, what's going to happen. Whoever picked me for this mission was not, didn't do a good job. You're, you, yeah. <laughs> <coughs> anyway. <laughs> this is the kind of shit you uh, end up talking about on an 11 hour car trip. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we had some more fucked up hypotheticals in that though, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Undoubtedly. <laughs> we should have recorded that. It was a pretty funny car trip, I must admit. I had a sore throat when we got here because I'd been laughing so much in the car. <laughs> fucking hurt my throat. <laughs> oh, man. Well, anyway, it's, it's kind of a, a racing theme weekend, I guess, given the purposes of this trip. Uh-huh. Why don't you fill us in on what's happening tomorrow? So we've got three races tomorrow as opposed to two. Um, we've, got the, we've also got the Superbike, which is the main event, which I'm not in, but... It's a pretty hectic program. There's a lot of races happening. Yeah, there's... Um, there's like 180 people registered the race? 210. 210? Yeah. So, so most grids have got 34 competitors on each grid yeah which is a lot yeah and i think there's i think it's like nine races nine different categories with multiple races through the day and yeah with each doing two except for us which we've got three because i was got can and hands down your favorite is the sidecars oh it's not my favorite i just get a bit of a kick out of them they're, they're your favorite races though right oh they can't he's... do you want to elaborate <laughs> i think this is quite amusing they're a bit weird <laughs> the sidecar folk they're yeah I mean so number one their bikes are basically homemade uh, I'm not sure if they're homemade but they're, they're more than likely are I think <laughs> I didn't realise until today that you basically lay on top of the engine yep. which is a bit weird and, the, well the driver does anyway and I distinctly recall seeing one sidecar where the engine was covered in I, it wasn't the engine that was covered in duct tape. It was, it was the engine cover was covered in duct tape. Oh, that's fine then. Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so it's held together with duct tape for some reason. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, <laughs> they're lunatics, but and the strong familial threads and connections between the different competitors. Yeah, I mean they're all related. Because you've never seen the sidecars. I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go out on a bit of a limb. There's a, there's a small possibility that they might be inbred. You haven't seen any of the sidecar racing in New South Wales. They don't do it well. They don't do it at the race meetings that I go to at Eastern Creek and that. Yeah, only here in Victoria. It seems to be the well. I'm not saying that's the only place to do it. But it's the only place I've seen it. They they come down from their hills, the hills their, of Victoria, with their <laughs> weird little contraptions. Yeah, they you know they seem like nice people, but you know, they smell it's like their, cabbage. <laughs> Small hands. They've got small hands and they smell like cabbage. They, and stand out, I guess. From And they look like pikeys. Because a lot of the other guys, they're racing like brand new sports bike and stuff. You know, they're a bit more hoity-toity, I guess. Well, they're a bit cashed up, I guess. Well, I mean, you've got from one end of the spectrum, you've got a world superbike champion who's, sure. who rocks up in a fucking semi-trailer. Yeah. And he's got like five or six <laughs> bikes to choose from out of his trailer and just tires everywhere sure. and fucking his own mechanics. 
But then, I mean, really, you put myself on the same scale as the sidecar dudes because... No, no. I've scrubbed it up. Like, I've got an old fucking 10-year-old right. bike. You, you got, like, a, you know, a nice trailer, you know, decent vehicles. You know, everything's well-maintained. Like, your shit's not helping it with duct tape. No, but it's only because I haven't fucking pushed it to an, in an inch of his life yet. <laughs> I mean, there's other dudes that have got bikes that are, you know... A bit ratty, yeah. A bit... Yeah, yeah you're right. It, it takes all the types, but... The best thing about the, the sidecars, I think, is how keen you are to try one. Yeah, I want to give one a go. I'll fucking be all over that. Which Both is, passenger and driver. It's bonkers to me because it looks so dangerous. I think the thing that... So unnatural. I think the thing that appeals to me about it is the fact that if you fall off it, like as a passenger, like you literally... Why just, are you planning to if, fall off? Well, I'm just saying, if you, <laughs> fell, if you fell out of it or whatever, you've got right. like a, you'd fall an inch. So you like the fact that you're already close to the deck? Yeah. Because I'm scared of heights. You get road rash as soon as possible. Well, you're in leathers. But, yeah. but it just, I think the chance of falling off is very, well, very slim compared to a bike. You have a bit of a fucking come to Jesus moment out oh, of a corner or something. Right. You just drift out. You, don't inst- you do that on a motorbike, you high side the fucking thing and you head first into a fucking end sure, of the floor. Sure, right. So because it's a three-wheeler, it looks more stable. Yeah, I'm just, um, I, I feel a bit more confident, I think. Yeah. Because I'm sure you can still crash and flip them. Oh, yeah. I'm sure if you went off the road, like off the track, it would be yep. sketchy as fuck. But, I, I mean, you eliminate yeah. the pat chance of crashing on the road because I think you just slide out. Yeah, as long as you don't dig into the sopping wet grass which surrounds Phillip Island Racetrack. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably not going to flip. No, so anyway, that's my theory anyway. So I might give it a crack. It would, I reckon it'd be good fun. But I mean, the other challenge as well is there's like a really... Um, intimate relationship there of trust between the driver and the, the wingman who's yeah it out. was interesting to know that you know our friendship I thought we were close and I thought there was some sort of level of trust there but when I turned around to Alan and said if I drove it would you sit, sit on the side he's like not a fucking chance so it's nice to know that you trust me Al I, I remember the last time I was a passenger on a motorcycle with you and I remember we nearly died well, that was only because I wasn't expecting. I, I forgot. <laughs> I didn't forget that you were on the back, but I just. You didn't. know what, Dave? I haven't forgotten. You wanted me to fucking gun it, so I gunned it, and then realised that I had all this fucking weight on the back of the bike, so, and I did the brakes, and it didn't stop as quickly as I so thought. Maybe it was we be. just say the circle of trust was broken in that moment. Well, you know, could we earn it back? Is there any way? So the plan is maybe get the cheapest welder we can find on eBay, home build. The sidecar, because that's obviously what you do. Steal an engine from somewhere. Steal an engine. Steal. <laughs> Why steal it? <laughs> I assume that's how it's done. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, some tires from the bin. Put it together. Fucking next year at Phillip Island. Well, there was an actual racing sidecar for sale on Gumtree the other day. Oh no, you have been checking. And this it was out. nine grand, and I was like, "That's pretty expensive." Oh, no, it's not, man. For a race bike, it's something as rare as that. Like they don't come up very often. I was like, ooh. <laughs> I, ooh, I was interested. It's dangerous. Pretty impulsive when it comes to this if, stuff. If I knew that a dead set had somebody to race with me, I would have bought it in a heartbeat. Do you have any um, close cousins? Not in Australia, unfortunately. Well, I don't know any close cousins, but yeah. <laughs> anyway. there's a, like Last year, there was a few brother and sister races and like on the team and... It, look, they're, they're a strange bunch, but, you know. <laughs> look, I'm sure that people have always said the same thing about dudes who went to land parties, right? Yeah, well, you walk in on that scene. I, I thought you were all strange cars too, so. 
Man, you walk in on that scene and... Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a bit of a confronting scene. You walk through the door, some dude's sitting there watching hardcore porn. Yeah, some dude's got into that. And yep. then some dude's playing video games and eating lollies and then... Yep. Or someone passed out on the floor covered in Cheeto dust. <laughs> and then you got me me in the fucking foyer at the front trying to beat a keyboard up. I remember that happening one night. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, every every little subculture and hobby definitely has their, their weird corners. Yeah. Not all just the big, the big macho super bike boys. No. <laughs> it's becoming abundantly clear to me that my career in motorbike racing is probably going to be either a very short one or a very unsuccessful one. Oh man. Because I'm just not getting any quicker, which I'm fine with. I'm not bothered too much about it, but I mean, it does make it for a less enjoyable weekend, I think, for the people, compared sure. to the people that are going home with trophies and all the rest of it. So the trophy would make you happy? Uh, look, I'll be honest with you, at this point, I think if I won a trophy, I'm out. That's it, that's go retirement on, moment. Go out on the top. I would, that's it, I'd quit. Mission accomplished. Oh man. So does that mean you downgrade it to just doing more of your track day action? I think I'd still do track days because I do enjoy it. Yeah. Because um, obviously the the race meet has extra complexity and cost to it. Yeah, and it's, you know, no matter how much you think you're not going to push any harder. I mean, today's a good example. I go out and qualified and I couldn't get any quicker than a 209. Mm. And then race, the lights go out in the race meeting and I'm already immediately starting to do 205s because right. I'm like... I can't let these people overtake me. The spirit of competition kicks it in. It does kick in, and like I was, you know, I did a lot more laps in qualifying than I did yeah. in the race, and I came in and I wasn't too bad. Go out and do the race, and I'll absolutely ratchet by the time I come in because I was pushing so much harder. But I mean, I, I know one of the reasons why you push harder in the race is because you actually have a nemesis, which is, which is really cool as well. I love it. I haven't got. It's, I love that you got this rivalry. That's, that's you call it. You developed. call it a nemesis. It's just I just as an outside observer, I think that's the accurate term. I just I've become to unlike this person. You don't even talk to them. You just like give them like stink eye. Yeah. If you see him, that's that's hundred percent nemesis. Whatever. And to the point where <laughs> in this race, it, it it ceased being about you beating them. You just wanted to stop them from succeeding. Yeah. <laughs> So you essentially... Well, no, I joined... No, let's be fair. Yeah, team tactics, we, yeah. John... So another guy that came down with us, John, he, he's... Um, we've decided to call ourselves team... <laughs> flying Penguins. Flying Penguins. Because we raced together in the in the endurance race a couple of weeks ago as a, as a team. Yeah. So we've decided to team it up. And my aim now for the rest of the weekend is to make sure... Because I'm a good starter. Like, yeah. It's one thing I'm really good at. I usually make up six or seven spots at the start. And I will get in front of her nearly every time. And then I don't let her pass. <laughs> or I'd block her or gun it out of the straights because my bikes are a lot more powerful than her. So yeah. I can just smash her out of straights. Which I think is great because that, that's a, definitely a valid tactic in the sport. And, and to be fair, it's a race. It's not a track day. She is fast. I'll give her one thing. She is fast around a track on a track day. Yeah. But she's obviously not got that level of racing because she just she gets stuck behind a lot of people i've noticed it with the other races that she's in she's always stuck behind someone she's going a lot slower than she would be because she can't get past them so she's not got that yeah. that races sort of mentality of being able to put like duck up in the in the guts of people so i'm blocking her or she'll overtake me and i'll just chuck it up the gutter or in the next corner and then block past her on the next one yeah so i'm holding her up but 
eventually she'll end up getting past me and I can't get back past her. But then she'll make up so much time in the last couple of laps that she'll catch up to John, but she can't get past him. But I've just done enough <laughs> of a job that... So the, the aim is that, yeah, to stop her from beating John. Yeah. As long as one of us win, beats her, that's all I'll be, <laughs> I'll be happy. I, I think that's valid, man. I, I see the same thing with um, our social basketball comp. Where... But it, just going on, the reason why. Let's talk about the reason why I'm, she's turned well, into my nemesis. It, it fits into that theme. It, it's, um, I, I get it. There's a frustration there because I see the same thing in basketball all the time where our, we've realised our team are the old guys now mm-hmm. in the comp and a lot of the young guys that play they bring in their mates who obviously have never played much basketball before they're like must play footy or something like that because yeah. they're, they're fit athletic they run at the ball like maniacs and it's just like you know the bull in a china shop Yeah, and it's effective to a degree and it's frustrating for us older blokes who kind of still have the skills but have absolutely lost fitness that and... level of fitness yeah. right? and They'll just be overwhelming sometimes with that aggression, and as as the uh, canny old veterans, I guess, um, if, if it's not going away because of that, you can get frustrated. And I, I I think that's the same thing that she expressed to you when when this nemesis relationship formed. No, I don't think that's a fair way of putting it. Tell the story. Well, so the story basically is the first race meeting that I run into her. And I don't mean like ran into her. I mean like... <laughs> That's a poor choice of words. So the first race so I, meeting that I, so I ran had anything to do... I had anything to do with her. We were tussling at Wakefield. And um, at the end of the race, like I... Because we were having a tussle, I just sort of go up and shake a hand and go, you know, good race, blah, blah, blah. Sure. And she got all shitty at me. She's like, oh, you were blocking me and it was dangerous and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like... I was like, oh, sorry. And then I walked away and I was like, we're fucking racing. Like, what the fuck? What do you expect? <laughs> and then it happened at second race she said the same thing she goes oh it's really dangerous you're blocking me and blah 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 right. and I, I spoke to one, a couple of other people that race and they're pretty easy going and they were like it's a fucking race meeting like it's yeah. not a track day so I just I thought about it I thought well fuck this bitch I tried to fucking be nice to her like I went over and I was going to say congratulations that was a really good race blah 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 sure. and she's she be, she's a prick so now it's just like game on fuck you then I'm just you know you want to be a you want to be a prick about it, then for sure, man. I'm just gonna keep fucking doing it. Look, right. it is racing. The whole idea is to try and beat the person behind you, 100%. not let them pass you. It's not. Uh, I better be nice and let her go pass. Absolutely, man. Like I'm not trying to knock her off the bike or anything. I'm not doing anything stupid. So no, no, that, that's right. That wasn't like you crossed that line of doing something reckless. She was just unhappy that I was slowing you, you were making it easy for her. No, but that's the whole idea of racing, isn't it? I mean. You look at F1, there's people that argue for the removal of the blue flag rule, the idea that a lap racer should give way yeah. to the faster guys coming through. Some people say, ah, fuck that, like, make well, them pass. With the, in our racing, and it happened today, actually, mm-hmm. when I was qualifying, somebody chucked the blue flag out on me because someone was coming up behind me. But right. the it's, general it's, consensus is in our, in our racing series is it's up to the person behind to work out how to get past you. You just stick to your line so you don't do anything stupid That's and right. they'll work their way around you. And then this bloke chucked the blue flag out. It's the first time I've seen it because they don't do it in New South Wales. Uh, okay. And I'm just like, oh, what the fuck? And then this bloke comes flying around the outside of me. I was like, oh, well, that's what that was for. But I just held my line because I'm just like, hey, you know what, if I do something dumb and go wide, he might be trying to go around the outside of me wide and he's got some speed on and I've chucked... For sure. So, it's, yeah. And traditionally, that is 
all the blue flag is for is for a warning yeah. that someone's coming up behind you. Not to get out of the way. But they've in- introduced a rule. I don't think it was even recently in F1, but it obliges the, the slower driver to get out of the way. Yeah, okay. And they've had incidents where uh, a driver's tried to unlap themselves, i.e. let someone through, but hang on a second, I'm going as fast, if not faster than the guy I just let through. Yeah. Attempting to pass again and having a collision. Yeah taking a faster driver out of the race and like well that was a dickhead move you know you got blue flagged yeah but as equally it's their right to unlap themselves if they are actually going to go faster yeah exactly yeah. unfortunately they had a collision but <laughs> not not fair to sort of criticise their attempt to do so no yeah anyway I, it's all these little things that add the flavour to yeah. this race weekend but, but it was funny like the, 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 the we got we got as part of a we got down here to Philip Island, yep. we checked into our Airbnb that we've got, <laughs> and then there's oh, oh fuck, I forgot something, so we need to go to Coles. So we go to the supermarket, and as we rock up into the supermarket, lo and behold, she, she and her buddies <laughs> have pulled up into the supermarket at the same time, and like they all get out of the car, and I'm just like, I just blanked them, and just walk straight in. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's just. I don't know. She's annoyed me because she could have just said, "Oh, you know, good race," shook my hand, and just. Sure. Let's be fair. Most people would have just gone, "Hey, good race," and then when they've walked out the door, fuck with. Complained about you behind your back. Yeah. <laughs> Not straight up. Oh, you're a fucking idiot. You did this. Like, sure. No, she's just opened herself up to be treated this way. I think. So and I'm all for. I don't want anybody. <laughs> let, I just want to put this out there because I don't want anybody to think, "Oh, he just doesn't like her because he's, he's a woman racer." Oh, that's bullshit. There's, There's heaps of chicks racing, racing in, the, yeah. in our series, and they're fucking great. And they really, you know, get on well with them. And I wanted to get on well with her. I thought, you know what? I've found a new person to race with because she's about my, a yeah, little bit yeah. my level. And she's like, gives me the fucking up yours. So I'm just like, well, fuck <laughs> you then. And it would have been the same no matter who it was if they'd have done the same thing. I'd be like, fuck off, mate. Yeah, fair enough. So good, man. Well, hopefully you guys can settle on the track tomorrow. Yeah, we um, back out there again tomorrow. Because, I mean, this is part of a, a, a series where there's a cumulative points. Yep. So other other race meets have you know determined the outcome who's the who's cuisine reigns supreme yeah well the other good thing about it too is the fact that um just finishing helps you along like i think we, i looked at the championship points and i'm seventh out of like 16 people but i've been consistently coming almost last or close to last every race <laughs> right. but because i've finished every single race i've yeah. been banking the points yeah. And there's been a lot of people that are crash out or they break down or, or just don't turn up to the race meeting or whatever. And I've just consistently banged out the points. I'm just plugging away. And I'm like seventh overall and I'm like third in D grade, which well, there is you go. pretty fucking good, I reckon. Maybe you will so, get that trophy. Well, no, they don't. They don't even, see, this uh, is a fucked up thing with bears. It's just either you've won, you come second, or you come third. That's it. It doesn't matter which grade you're in. And why are they bother having grades at all? Oh, you have to have grades for the MA license. Uh, confusing so next year I'll probably be a C grader because I've done a full year's worth of racing which puts me even <laughs> in a harder position in the grading side of things because it's weird because I'm in about three different championships because we race within so we do the Bears meetings but they're within other people's meetings so today we're in the Victorian oh, the Preston Motorcycle Club's Victorian race yeah. series so I'll get points in the Victorian championships but I also get points for Bears and the same when I'm racing in New South Wales. I'm in the St. George, St. George Championships. Right. I'm, I think I'm like 20-something out of 40 in the St. George. Yeah. And in Bears, I'm seventh. So, but the Bear, the St. George one's in, graded. 
So in the in my grade, in my grade, I'm like, what am I? About fifth or sixth in my grade yeah. in in bears in St George, but in bears itself, I'm, it's weird. It's a bit all over the shop. Yeah, and you have to have certain ties to be in the Bears Championships, and you have to have, be a financial member of Bears, whereas St George you don't have to be. So there's a lot more people in the St George, and right. So that, yeah, it's, Bears is a bit more of an exclusive. Yeah, I, I get how they structure it that way. Though they want to, they don't want to exclude anyone. You know, it's pretty much whatever bike you want to bring, we can find a spot for you. Yeah. So anyway, it's all good times as long as you you leave in one piece. And well, I think that kind of ties into our. our prime theory of why some people are so fast on motorbikes because they've got a fucking they've either got some brain cells missing yeah or a chromosome missing or something I think it's pretty much the, the part of the brain that can now process fear yeah I think so it can, can process danger and turn that into fear it's, it's missing so. yeah I mean <laughs> they, this... just, they just go out and go hard and Lean it over. I mean, today before I went out on that race this afternoon, I thought I was going to throw up. I was so nervous. I yeah. was going to lay on the floor. I wasn't feeling great. I could. My, I felt like my chest was going to right. jump out of my chest. Young, young Ollie Bayless is probably sitting up there playing fucking Game Boy, mate. Yeah, he just no fucks given. He's ready to rock. Yeah, it's, it. I mean, <laughs> and the funny thing is, you go and see these people, and you go, oh, you know, how, you know, got any tips? And they're just like, yeah, go do this, do that. And I'm just like, yeah, but I can't. I, can't, I physically can't do it because my brain's just going, nope. Nope. Yeah. And I think like a lot of uh, talents or skills, w- once you pass a certain age, if you haven't really done it that much. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting because we said that this morning. Remember I said to you, if I was racing as a kid, I'd be an absolute fucking nutcase. Because I remember when I was riding a motorbike at 16 on the road, yeah. I was a fucking head case. And part of that is, again, not thinking about those consequences. That's yeah. so typical of a, a young teenager. But if I'd have gotten to that, like if I'd have raced when I was that age... I've gotten to this level where I've been fast and I wouldn't be scared now because... You've done it. I've done it yeah. and I know it could be done. But because I've started this at like 38 years old... That's it. I'm already like... Eh. But it would be like you going out and trying to learn how to surf or snowboard, right? It's kind of like... It's going to be That hard. window's pass. Yeah. Like you could do it, but it's so much harder than when you're young. Yeah. And if you haven't had that, that crack at it, it's so tough. Like there can't be many world champions out there in, in sport. That started that late. Been doing it, since, yeah. Yeah. I think um, Damon Hill in F1 was quite famous for not. He didn't start racing until he was in his sort of mid twenties. Yeah. Right. Okay. I mean, he's the son of a legendary racer. Yeah. Whether it was just fuck you, Dad, I'm not going to race. I don't know what the details <laughs> were. Um, but he went on to win a world championship. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think there's like yeah. What am I going to do? Oh, it's my thirtieth birthday. Let's start boxing. Yeah. Like, and then become a world champion. I don't know. Yeah, it's not going to happen. It'd be interesting. There must be a few here and there. Yeah. I don't think I want to be world champion, put it that way. But it gets tougher and tougher as well. Like, maybe 50 years ago, you'd have those sort of stories. You know, because sports in general weren't that professional. Yeah, I mean, they really cared. Like, the fitness wasn't there. It really didn't matter, did it? Like, yeah, yeah. But like if, you'd have athletes coming off after doing the marathon at the Olympics and they'd be having a smoke and a fucking pint of beer or whatever <laughs> but now like if you have any sort of hope or talent in becoming a champion in sport it's like start when you're four yeah pay, pay some yeah it's the same with football soccer football whatever I mean if you, if you haven't got yourself into an academy or a, you know or a top notch team by the time you're 13 14 forget it 
Yeah, you're just never going to catch up. Yeah, and it's difficult because you got, like, my son two years ago, I was like, what do you want to do when you grow up? He's like 11 years old. I want to be a football player, like a soccer player. And I'm just like, I had to say it, like, mate, it's all going to happen. You're already 12. You don't even play soccer. Mm. Like, you're dreaming. Unless you're already, like, it's, it's a horrible thing to do, but you've got to be realistic. Well, you see the opposite thing happen where you get these chumps on, like American Idol, you think they can sing, because no one told them they couldn't. Oh, yeah, I mean, that shoots me. Like, yeah, tell, right. tell, them, you tell them you're rubbish. You're, you're better off. Well, just at least be realistic about it, which I think is where you're coming from. Yeah. Which yeah is... I think you might need a backup plan is pretty much what I said to him. Yeah. And then I was realistic in the point of, well, you know, you need, you need to do this, you know, you need to do that. You know, If you want to do it now, like you're going to have to do, go and do it better than everybody else. And, he, and I think he realised it was too hard at that point. So now, now he's talking about being working in computers or robotics or something. So pretty more realistic. Yeah, maybe the guy who fixes robots. I think that's the way the future's going. It's the way of the future. <laughs> Man. So I think we're going to call this one short tonight because it has been a big day of racing and a few other things we need to get done today. So we're going to have a short, short one today. Schnitzel business coming. Yeah, we're going to go to the pub. <laughs> Go to the pub and have some have some dinner. I need to have a shower. All the rest of those fun things that nobody really gives a fuck about, so I don't even know what I'm telling them on the podcast. Yeah, this is some champagne content tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's good. I, I think despite the fact that we're out and about, I'm, I'm excited at the idea of doing our first mobile podcast. Actually, I do have one quick thing. Go for it. It's going to be a funny topic. Selling stuff on like Gumtree or whatever. Yeah, it's always a it's disaster. <laughs> Look, I've been going through my storage underneath the house the last few weeks and starting to flog some stuff off. Any, any hidden treasure? Oh, no, not really. But I mean, <laughs> it's all tat. So you put it on Marketplace or Facebook or whatever, and all the buy and sell sites or Gumtree, and, and then all the, just get all the drongos start calling. You're asking eighty bucks for something, and you get some bloke that oh, twenty bucks, I'll come pick it up right now. <laughs> and you're like, no, clearly fucking not. <laughs> it just shits you because back in the day when there was no marketplace or Gumtree, people wouldn't do that to your face because they, they know you'd probably punch them in the fucking mouth. Yeah, it's just people hustling, man. They've been watching American Picker. They think they can get into it. Yeah. It just annoys the fuck out of me, if I'm honest with you, because it's just like, mate, you're just wasting mine and your fucking time. As it comes back to the car, the bike thing. I think I've mentioned this on a previous podcast. Like. Selling the Harley. Selling the Harley, and some dude's like, oh, I'll swap it for me Commodore. I'm like, I'm not fucking interested, mate. Like, did it say on my advert that I want a Commodore? Please let me know if you've got one and I'll swap it with you. It says I want fucking dollars. Give me the fucking dollars. You know why old mate wants to swap the Ute, right? Because he keeps on getting dickhead lowball offers trying to sell yeah, it. Yeah, so he's, then he does the same to me. It's this circle of pain that's yeah. just happening on these online selling places anyway this wasn't a plug to try and sell the Harley because it's gone I actually did sell it so Kinskies, yeah. sold that real quick but you know um, anyway that was I just thought I'd bring that get up. it off your chest yeah because I just had some dude just do it to me then I've got, some, <laughs> got, got all these Nerf guns that I was trying to sell and I thought it was reasonable with the price because I've got there's a stack of them and I've got one of those big fucking like big um, automatic ones that sh- my kids like Nerf mate how much do you want I'll, I'll show you 75 bucks no but mace rates 
75 bucks. Ah. No, we'll make me a fucking offer. This bloke's just like, 40 bucks, okay. That's what he sends me. And I'm just okay. like, don't even say, oh, hi, would you take any better offers or blah, 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 or whatever. You know, he just, 40 bucks, okay. And I'm like, and I just, my instant reaction, and I sent it straight to him, was like, not even close. Why do you even reply? I don't understand. Well, then he sends me another message three days later. He just sent it to me today. And he just goes, so? <laughs> he's still on the nerves. And I'm like, $75. <laughs> and he just goes, 50 and I'm just like 70 I can't yeah I don't like the haggle I don't like it I mean my instant reaction but I didn't do it but I wanted to was to put the price up at that point <laughs> like if you're going to annoy me this much this I'm just going to keep like, putting the price up if you engage then it's just going to lead to antagonism yeah like if you're not going to budge on that price don't even reply well I was happy to budge just but he wasn't even close like it says or nearest offer, not or furthest fucking offer. Like he wasn't oh, even close. Hang on a second, or nearest offer. You put that on. You don't have any right to get angry. I didn't get angry, but it's just dumb. I said no. <laughs> I said no, and then he's like, so two days later, like I'm going to change my fucking mind. If I was going to change my mind, I would have sent a Fair message enough. back going, you know what, change my mind, I'll take your money. That sounds stressful, man. Yeah, it is stressful, but I want, I want the cash. Show me the cash. Anyway, anyway, that that's rant over. So uh, next week. We'll be uh, back, back to our usual self hopefully yeah, next we'll, week. Um, fill everyone in on how you went with your racing on Sunday. Yeah. How how the uh, rivalry with your nemesis is going. Yeah. And whether you got that covered a trophy or not. Well, there won't be a trophy. Oh, oh, I've already won something well, though. Remember that. You've you've, you've got a, a strategy up your sleeve, which is the pray for rain. Oh, well, that's true, yeah. So if it rains, you never know. If it rains tomorrow, there's a chance. It's down rain before. <laughs> it fucking hummed it down. You so. probably heard it on the podcast. Yeah, anyway, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, hope for rain tomorrow, in with a chance. Well, it's the island, mate. You could have any kind of weather, you just don't know. Yep. Yeah. All right, well, we'll see you next week. Good stuff. Good night.